Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Isn't God good? I'm not going to preach really long. I, I, I mean, God already did what he, he had to do, but... As we were going into this month, we were talking about different systems, different algorithms that, that the world and culture has um, has presented itself and for us to distort what God has intended his will to be, even in these last days. And last week we talked about the old will dream dreams and the young will see visions and how God has called us to be together in that calling, but the enemy wants us to be separated. And today I want to talk about a different kind of, of rhythm. And do you understand that the enemy goal is for you to not fulfill the purpose in your life? It, it, it literally says in First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, that be sober-minded. Like, don't be alert. Like, be sober-minded. He is your adversary. The devil is prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking to devour you. So he understands that whenever you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile. But we have to understand there's some rhythms in our life that we have to change. We can't go back to what the enemy's trying to us to do. We can't go back what what are, what different um, generational curses has told us to do. No, we have to do something different in this day. Matter of fact, we are operating in our life as believers in unhealthy ways. And we have to put the spotlight to it. Because if you're living unhealthy, you're not... The enemy, what he knows is when you're disconnected from the rhythm that God has intended in your life, that you don't have power. And when you operate in the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, the enemy is scared. Most of the time, you're not fighting that person. Most of the time, you're not fighting that boss. You're fighting the enemy. And it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of the evilly, uh, heavenly places. Do you understand most of the time you're not fighting them, you're fighting him? And if we put it in perspective and we understand that there's some practical areas in our life that we have to understand, we have to fix this algorithm, this rhythm, because it's going to pop up and it's going to make us live unholy living as we are trying to pursue God. The first thing I want to talk to you about today as we've changed the narrative of what the enemy is trying to do in our life, number one is we need to deal with our hearing issues, our hearing issues, what we hear we accept. Let me say it again. What we hear, we accept. We'll get you this. What we hear, we accept. See, why is hearing important? Because hearing is attached to your faith. Let me say that again. Why is, why is understanding the hearing, uh, the, what, what we hear is important? Because hearing is attached to your faith. And Faith is the gasoline you need to move forward in your life. It's the thing that you need to move forward in your life. Sometimes when I can't, when I'm out of control, sometimes when I don't see the outcome, sometimes when I feel anxious, the only thing that is an anchor for my soul is my faith. Is my faith. Some people don't understand it. 
Some people are like, why, you know, why you're going through this issue, you're going through this financial issue, this person passed away, and you're, why are you still level-headed? It's because our faith. And if we don't understand that our faith comes by sometimes our hearing, we're going to start putting things in our rhythm, in our life, that it should not be. But let me be, let me encourage you today. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, so faith comes from what? Hearing and hearing through his word. So that means even though I can't see it, even though I'm going through it, I see the hurt, but I hear his word. I see the pain, but I hear his word. I see that it's a hopeless world, but I still hear his word. I hear the truth and not let the lie keep me hostage. There's too many Christians that are hostage with a lie. Let me ask you the question today. Is there something that somebody spoke over you or you spoke over yourself that is keeping you hostage from power? Something that you heard that now became your identity. Hearing, hearing from his word. See, let me speak some words over your life today. This is not a crazy, like, throw down message. I just want to speak some truth into your life because there's so much chatter like, you can go anywhere, and you can feel, like, depressed real quick. Like, you turn on the news, you're depressed. You turn on a, 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 a Disney film, you're depressed. You, you turn on the, the radio, you're depressed. Because it's all around. But let me, speak, let, me, let me speak to the hearing issues in your life. Let me tell you what God identifies you by. You are his beloved. You are his masterpiece. So somebody just need to close your eyes. And speak this over your life. You are chosen. You are holy. You are forgiven. You are a new creation. You are redeemed. You are worth more than gold. You are a child of a king. You are the heir of God. You are loved. You are protected. You are confident. You are strong. And you are free. Stop identifying with the noise and start identifying with the truth. It's a hearing issue that we have in our generation. That we hear it and we truly believe it. You, we have to identify. It says the only thing that is attached to our faith is our hearing, and what we hear is not. It doesn't say hear the the the, the response of your great great aunt. Get, get get their advice. It says no no no. It says hearing by the word. If we're not identifying by the word, we're identifying by somebody else's opinion. Hear through your destiny and not through your and through your issue. We speak the truth, and the truth needs to be the earbuds to your soul. We need truth, truth, truth in our life. Number two, uh, other things that we need to work out in our life is our confidence issue. Our confidence issue. We have an unbalanced, an unhealthy confidence issue in our world, and not only in the world, but in the body of Christ. When we're supposed to have the most confidence because we serve a God that is unchanging, that he's the one that, that, de that delivers all, that the ones that heals all, we should have the most confidence, but we have the lowest confidence in something that we just really worship. Like, we have a confidence issue. See, some of us has, beaten, has been beaten down so much by people that we can't tap into the confidence that was already given to us by the cross. Let me, let me explain this to you. You've been beaten down. You've been hurt by people so much that you can't, you're, you're not walking in the confidence that God has given you, already has given you through his cross, through his sacrifice. 
We have to walk in a, God, in a confidence above everything else that we can think of. Confidence is not thinking that you're better than. It is stepping into a better you. It's not walking around like I'm better than everybody, but it is stepping into a better you. This is how God views you. Confidence within myself equals pride, but confidence in him equals freedom. Confidence, I don't, I don't have to have it all together, but when I'm confident in the Lord, I walk in a different kind of freedom. First John chapter 5, verse 14 says, and this is the confidence that I have towards him, that, I, that if we ask anything according to, to his will, he hears us. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 and 16 says, seeing then that you have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, God, the son of God, let us Hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest that doesn't sympathize with our weakness. But, but with in all points tempted he was, yet he didn't sin. Let us therefore come what? Boldly to the throne room of grace to obtain mercy. I have to walk with a different kind of boldness in my life. And I walk with boldness, not because I want to show everybody whatever, but I want to walk in boldness because I know who I am and I know whose I am. I know who I am and I know who I'm operating under. I know who's the operating system in my life. That's a different kind of confidence. We need to stop having confidence in earthly things. If you have confidence in money, you will only live for the dollar. If you have confidence in acceptance, you will only live for likes and shares. If you have a confidence in only relationships, you will only die to their approval. Your confidence should be coming through God and then things will add up. That's why it says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, but Seek what? First the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. But we have it flipped. Let's seek the things, and then let's put God. And we're wondering why we're not operating in power. Our algorithm is off. Our rhythm is off. See, we want, we're so desperately in need for that relationship. We're so desperately in need for that dollar. And all those things are good. And yes, they can be resources. But the reality is when you seek those things first, you get the repercussion of those things. Because money comes, it goes real quick. And all the parents are like, yes, school day, when, when we start school, <laughs> got to get a whole nother mortgage for school supplies. Because the reality is, when we put our life into empty things, we become empty ourselves. But when we put our life into the high ends of God and his righteousness, we become whole and he bless us with the rhythm of grace. Another thing that we need to work on in this, this, these rhythms is, number three, we have a pressure issue. A pressure issue. Anybody felt pressure before? Like, like, like sometimes you sh it, it like takes the breath out of you. Have you been in a place in your life where you've done all you can, you've talked to who you can, you, you've put the money to it, and, and, and you seem like you cannot just breathe? And the pressures of life feels like it's just weighing you down. You have to make that choice. You have to make that decision. You have to know what path you got to go in. If I mess, if I go here, I might mess up. If I go here, I might do good. But the middle is all pressure. 
it, it's a thing that we don't talk about that much, but we deal with on a constant basis as a believer. Because the reality is the way you handle pressure is really who you rely on. Say that again. How you handle pressure determines who you really rely on. Because in reality, if, if I'm being honest, I say I believe in God, but I truly don't believe he really can do it. God, I've, I've sacrificed. God, I've been there. I've done all I, all I can. I'm still here. Been there before? Pressure. Pressure. And the reality is when insecurity, circumstances, finances, approval, friendship, jobs, schools, is just pressure is all around. I love the verse in Psalms chapter 3. David was running from Absalom, and, and the reality is David was under so much pressure. You can even hear it in the agony of his voice where he says in verse 3, says, Lord, how many are my foes? How many are rising up against me? Now, this is David, like the sling and the stone and the giant go down, the king. He's now in, in, the, in the kingdom. This is the one that was called, like, like you have the mark. You're a person over, a, a, a man after my own heart. Like, this is the one that God beloved. And he said, God, how many, I'm just, this is 2020, how many of my haters, how many are going to backstab me? How many people are just going to just talk trash about me? This is where he is. How many are my foes? How many are going to rise against me? How much can I handle, God? How many are saying of me, there will be no, they will not deliver him. But you have to understand that in the midst of pressure, you have to have a resolve that God is still God. Because he turns the narrative and says, but you. Lord, saying, this is not my pressure. This is not my weight. Yeah, they coming against me. Yeah, they're talking about me, but God, take the weight. He says, but you, O Lord, you are the shield around me. You're the one that protects me. You are the glory. This is your glory. You are the one that lifts my head when I feel depressed, when I feel down, when I feel like nobody's, uh, nobody's my friend, when I feel like I, I'm just all alone. You are the glory and the lifter of my head. I cry to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy heel. I lay down even at my vulnerable state. I wake up, and he still sustains me. Who needs to be sustained by the Lord today? I fear ten thousands and that arise against me, but arise, deliver me, God. Strike the enemy of, uh, in their jaw. He calls this prayer under pressure. There is a posture in the midst of pressure that we need to have. Most of the time, the posture in pressure is this, defense. You come at me, I'm going. You, you don't know what I, my, my shoes I'm walking in right now. So you come at me, James, I'm coming at you, boy. That that's usually where we are because nobody understands my issue. Nobody understands. But the posture we have to be in the midst of pressure is like this. God, if you take it, I still bless you. God, if I have to endure it, I still bless you. 
God, if they, they, they backstab me or they talk about me or th- this person doesn't, you know, that job doesn't, that doesn't happen or that, that school doesn't open, God, nevertheless, I still will worship you. You, O oh Lord, will, will be my deliverer. It's when pressure hits, it's not our weight. We put it back on God because God is the deliverer. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7 says, In this we rejoice, though now for a little while, it is, if it's necessary, you have been grieved with various trials, so that the, t- the test your genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perish through the test of fire, may be found to result in the praise and glory and honor of the revelation of Jesus Christ. We cannot crumble under pressure. We cannot crumble under pressure because we have to stand in the fire and know that there's another in the fire. We have to be in the midst of the lion's pit and know God is still going to deliver. We have to be in the middle of a whale but know that he's going to spit us closer to our purpose. We have to walk around the walls all day and all night but know that they're going to come down. We maybe have to build a boat to protect us from something we don't understand but we build the boat. Maybe we have to pull down our friends in a room break a break a ceiling to get our friend our healing maybe we have to get our nets on the other side to see the blessing that we can't even see pressure is either going to crush us or build us and the way we handle that pressure will show that who is our deliverer i trust in pressure i give in pressure i sacrifice in pressure i love in pressure because there is might be pressure but pressure In the midst of the pressure, I can cast my cares upon him because he cares for me, and I know that I'm not doing this alone. Somebody has to know this today. You're not in this alone. You're not in this alone. Hey, I'm not here to tell you that, you know, like, you you do this, you do that, and the pressure's going to be gone. I'm going to tell you that the pressure stinks. Can we be real with our issues sometimes? Sometimes we we can't be delivered because we're not real about it. We, we spiritualize it like, just pray about it. Just good. Or, or you know, just, just you know, we'll, I'll uplift you, which is great. But sometimes it sucks. I didn't mean to say that. Take that out of the recording. It, it stinks, guys. Like, can we be real for like four seconds and then we get spiritual for a minute? Okay. I'll scream at you in a minute, okay? This is tough. It's tough being a parent. It's it's tough to being a good son. It's it's tough being a husband. All husbands. And I'm not a I'm not a wife, so I'm pretty sure it's easy to be a wife because our husbands are good, you know. But all my guys, all my guys. Uh, let me take that back, okay? It, it, it's just it's tough to be an employer. It, it, it's just tough. Especially when you're trying to push towards the presence of God and the presence of God is not welcomed or accepted where you're at. 
It's, it's so easy to fall into negative. It's, it's, it's a matter of fact, they made, we have made negative talk the new sexy thing to live in. It's easy. That's why when we come against it, it's hard. That's when we actually start operating in our giftings and operating in what God has called us to do. It's hard. There's going to be opposition. Because the enemy knows that when you are operating in power, that he has no strongholds in your life. Let me, let me, let me surprise you for a minute. The enemy can't do anything to you. All he can do is whisper to you. He can't take over you because if you're covered by the blood, that means that, you, that he can't touch you at all. But what I'm telling you today is, is sometimes we crack the doors. And I'm telling you today, let's shut every crack. Because there's so much greatness on the inside of you. There's so much power on the inside of you. God wants to do great things in your life, but we have to change some rhythms in our life. We got to stop listening to the negative thought, 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 uh, talks. We got to start listening to the negative things that somebody spoke over us years ago. We got to have some confidence about ourselves because we serve a God that is not dead. He is alive. And everything he said has come to pass. We live a confidence that is different. And then we stand in this pressurous world in this pressurous time and we said the pressure might be there but it's not going to crumble me i'm going to be strong i'm going to stand strong i'm going to be who god's called and god's me to be listen if if daniel had to go in the lion's dead listen if i'm in the lion's dead i'm going to look up to my deliverer they're going to call down and say hey is that you i say hey it wasn't by my might it wasn't by my will but only by the presence of god in my life can i have some people that say under pressure i will stand strong the enemy knows that the algorithm of your life is victory. That's when he brings defeat. We know what we win. So he wants to, you to be defeated. Let me speak life over you. You are a victor. You don't live life of defeat. Get a little swag to yourself. You're a child of God. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. We got to, listen, some, I remember those days when, my, when, in, when I was old school Spanish church. People have been running. I don't know why they're running. Maybe they just needed some cardio. But you know what? Stood on the word. Stood on the word. We got to get back to his word. Because his word is going to be the, the fuel to our life. You want to know, you know, you know, you know why uh, you, everybody's saying, oh, gas is expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. Guess what? It's more expensive not to live in power. Because it's the fuel to your soul. You have to have faith in a faithless society. See, we have to get the enemy out of our mind. We have to protect our ears, protect our soul, get our confidence, kill the pressure in our life. The rhythms changes from pressure to grace and mercy because Psalms chapter 23 verse 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Shall I dwell in the house of the Lord forever? It's time to identify by what he says to us 
not what others say about us. It's time to get, and the only way you do that is truth. And the only truth we have is his word. So if we're not getting into his word, we're not living his truth. I can't get any simpler than that. But it's so hard. Oh, I just don't have, uh, I don't have uh, hours to be in his word. That's fine. Give him five minutes. On the way to work, instead of um, listening to that radio station, put his word. Like we have to be, we have to be intentional to letting his word soak in our life because it is what's operating our faith. His word operates our faith. We can step into different confidence. His word operates our faith. We can, we can handle pressures. His word operates our faith. We can, we can listen to things. We can know how to take things out and put things in. We have to change the rhythm. Change the rhythm. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.